Hey yo, we're back for another episode of WTF Emily. I'm Emily, and um, Cameron is not here yet again because unfortunately this Aww. man is working his life away. So I started the hashtag last week, and I'm gonna do it again today just because we miss you, we love you, we want you back, baby. Love you. We love you. So uh, the hashtag is hashtag pray for Camu. Pray with a four, C-A-M-U. So tweet it, Instagram it, do what you do with the hashtags. Oh. And uh, hashtag pray for Camu because we love this bitch and we miss oh. him so much. So oh. come back to our podcast, baby. We love you. We'll see you soon. So uh, yeah, shout out to Josh because he has yet again come to my house. And yeah, Josh. Set up this thing. I need you as like my ad libs. Totally <laughs> right. And yeah, we love him and we appreciate him very much. So shout out to him and Catalyst Podcast for having us on their amazing channel you can check out the other great podcasts that are here the pursuit of happiness the connor christmas show so many fun things going on here so be sure to subscribe um yeah so we're gonna start out today with our good pal jeremy hello 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 so jeremy is a very good friend of mine we actually met through work we're not gonna say where that is because we there's that spot that we're at where we serve the people with the things and we basically caffeinate them for the day yep it's a good time you know and um, shit a bitch yeah yeah so yeah that's where we know each other from but jeremy (laughs) has literally quickly and um intensely become one of like my favorite people in my life just like that yeah literally just like that because we just click and like you honestly dude like you are one of the most insightful people that i know and i say that a lot and i'm not just saying that tell me more (laughs) oh keep going (laughs) (laughs) like i am not just saying that because we're on a podcast like most of my close friends know and like they all fucking love you too like you are seriously just a gem in like every sense of the word jeremy the gem i'm all right (laughs) (laughs) you're okay i guess so that's why he's here and he has had a fucking life he's still having a life right now oh yeah it doesn't stop it doesn't I like stop. the moments yeah so we we just wanted like one of the main things about this podcast is i didn't want to just have like quote unquote like like musicians on and stuff because like i'm a star yeah you are a star but like you know like <laughs> i didn't want to just have like the niche of like just calgary music i wanted to have my friends on my friends are some of the most interesting people that i know i wanted to have people from all sorts of the world all fields all things all like you know worldviews whatever so you're kind of the first person what yeah we had an episode with brie and we're gonna film a new one because that one kind of got like poopy and that's okay Dang. and that's fine and i cannot wait to have her back but you are gonna be here now and she's such a gem yeah brie is a gem shout out to brie we love you baby <laughs> um but yeah so what i wanted to start with today oh yeah let's take a sip shout out to hey y'all we love a good hey y'all <laughs> hey y'all hey y'all hey y'all Always goes good with a game of grounders, we've found. It does. Okay, let's talk about that before. Because <laughs> yeah, if you know, uh, if you have good friends, they'll play grounders with you. No yeah. No matter what age you are. No matter what age you are, a game of grounders goes far. Oh, that was a rhyme. <laughs> no <laughs> matter how, that. no matter what age you are, grounders will always go far. A game of grounders <laughs> will always go far. Because it absolutely does. Our summer kind of consisted of us making a giant group of people and playing grounders. Yep, quite a bit, actually. And hails were always included. Yeah, um, well, I'm a bit more of a beer drinker, but... Yeah, but <laughs> don't tell them that because I want this sponsorship. Oh, yeah. Hey, y'all. Brought to you by right now. Drink it. You're not. Hey, y'all. Yes! Hey, y'all. Fucking come through, man. Like, please. Anyways, so... Enough selling my soul. Yeah, enough selling my soul. So, hey, y'all grounders is a thing you should play basically you just drink a lot of hails and then play grounders with like 30 of your closest friends 
and it's a good old time. And we were doing that. Now that it's kind of winter, I don't know what we're going to do. We're going to have to find like an indoor playground of some sorts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like indoor grounders or something. If you knew, if you know of an indoor playground that is okay with 30 drunk adults playing in it, please message me. I would really like to go. Please <laughs> let me climb on your furniture. <laughs> please let me. I feel like like the local like Burger King slash McDonald's would not be too stoked on that. And I feel like we might break the play structure. So if don't. there's a train, I'm all in. Yeah, I mean, you know, like we'll see. We'll we'll see how like it plays out. But that's always a good time. But yeah, Jeremy is just a fun friend all around. He's always down to do whatever. So boring. <laughs> oh, oh, so boring. Um, and one of the things that I wanted to actually start on this show every now and then, just because I have so many stories, is the Coffee Chronicles. Because oh. as we know. We work in a coffee shop um, that sells coffee. We sell coffee. Yeah, we sell coffee. <laughs> um, and lots of beans. Lots of beans. And we want. I wanted to talk about some of like the crazy things that happen there, but just because like I, I don't want to get like too into it because I don't want to disclose where we do work. But there are stories that need to be shared. Am I right? Uh, I think so. And I think one of the main things that um, really might come as a shocker to people, even though it really shouldn't is uh, actually the amount of abuse that uh, happens to people that work at coffee shops or, you know what, in everyday places that you go to, there is quite a bit of, um, it's like people have so much that they hang on to, emotions, they have bad things happening in their life and everything like that. So where do they take it out on is the people that actually serve them. Uh, One of my favorite band names is called literally Blood for Blood. Because it uh, sort of insinuates that as people at work, you know, we're working, we put our blood into um, the jobs we have around the people that we have, uh, even people that we serve. And we are all serving each other. I mean, there's another Nirvana thing is serve the servants. And uh, one of the main things is like people have a lot of things that they have to get off of their chest. In order to get them off of their chest, they basically look at someone that works for a faceless corporation and they're like, okay, this is where... If my croissant's not warmed up to, like, perfection, I'm going to lose my shit. I'm going to get all that inner dialogue that I've been holding on to for so long and, like, release it, uh, which I find really interesting. One of the things that uh, really brought me onto this prospect is when I was traveling through Ottawa, I met a street kid, and his sign literally said, I will take any verbal abuse for money. And I thought this was such, such a genius thing. It's like, I will hold your pain. For wow. a couple of bucks, just give it to me. And this is something that goes on through a lot of uh, the types Shit. of relationships that happen in coffee shops or in any type of uh, deal where there's a service thing. And it's so silly and stupid, but it's, you know, people need to release and they don't have a way. So where does it fall on to is the people that serve us. So isn't it kind of strange that we're exchanging this type of blood, blood for blood, right? Blood for blood, absolutely. <laughs> I think it's insane too because, yeah, it's so early in the morning and, like, this is, like, a reoccurring thing. What we keep saying tonight is um, if if you really have to scream at somebody in a coffee shop at 6 in the morning, isn't your life just wonderful? Because, like, man, there are so many, like, crazy, awful, terrible things going on in our world right now, unfortunately. And if, I'm if barely the, awake to get that I'm kind barely of awake. like shouting. I'm barely awake. If your biggest problem right now is the fact that you have to yell at me over like fucking like soy milk or some shit, like your life is amazing and you are extremely lucky because like there are some people going through some terrible things right now. There are parts of the world that you cannot even fathom and um here you are. So 
Well, and there's something to say if you learn how to find the compassion in the other person and be like, okay, I know what your situation is. You're not sure how to deal with your own um, emotions or things that are coming out. So you choose to take them out on somebody. And if you're a little bit more turned on and you understand the idea of compassion, you can kind of find a way to play with the energy and to almost change it into a positive situation. Because that's the thing with having so many day-to-day occurrences where um, you actually get to tune into the moment of you know living and these moments where people are having something very real and if you can look at it from an outsider's point of view and almost guide it in a way you can do more than just serve them a cup of coffee you can be like hey I get it you're human this is natural absolutely that is like the one thing that I do use to try to find joy in the job because, of course, you know, there's there's days where you just like don't ever want to be there. And there, and there's days which are very opposite to that, which are great and awesome and they go by fast and things are awesome. But um, the one thing that I really, really like to um, use kind of to as motivation for this job is the fact that like like you just said, like there are people that you can see as human. There are people who tell me their life stories that like I do not deserve. There are people who have given me some of the best advice. There are customers who I literally today like there's a customer she's really wonderful you know who she is i'll tell you about it later but um she is so sweet and wonderful and we met through she's a customer of mine but she comes to lots of my shows you dropped the name pardon you dropped the name did i the company oh (laughs) fuck me (laughs) that's okay we work at some place so in the corporation that we're at yeah this girl she's so sweet we literally just met through there but she is so wonderful and so lovely and she's come to lots of my shows and she is so sweet I'll tell you about her later but she is so wonderful and even today she came in and I was like bitching to her about my day and my life and the fact that she'll just listen to that and be like oh girl like it it goes both ways it's super cool there are some of the most human people that you will ever meet in a coffee shop which is really cool because like it's either very 50 50 like you'll either have the people who like you said just you know have to take that abuse out somewhere and then you have the people who are just so human and they just they want to interact with you because they see that you're human too you're not just somebody behind the counter you are another human being and they would like to interact with you in the morning they well, want we to know need how that interaction is people we need to we need to feel validated that we're here we need to be validated that we have a voice And we need someone to listen to that and to actually be able to look at them and be like, oh, they were actually like legitimately listening to what I was saying. Yeah. And it's it's scary that it's like almost surprising nowadays to be like, wow, they actually were listening. Right. And it just it brings up a really like, you know, it what I'd like to do is like. I like the idea of taking somebody out of the trance that we've all found ourselves into. So here's a fun little story. I was in a, I was in the States somewhere. I was just headed down to the Burning Man Festival. And I stopped off at the subway during lunchtime. There's an entire lineup of sandwich artists, if you may. <laughs> and they were all lined up. And it was like total conveyor belt um, pecking or uh, assembly line that's the word I'm looking for mm-hmm. and uh, so I decided to have a little fun and have my sandwich built a little bit differently so at one point I ended up actually almost like kidnapping my own sandwich artist and I mixed up the entire line because they didn't know where to go they're like okay well we have the bread and I'm like okay well I want this on there before that and you could see the confusion and uh, so I broke the line because I decided to snap them out of that moment of being in this trance of, I know what this is, I know what I'm doing, and I'm just going to melt away and not think about what's going on. And suddenly they have to like key into the moment. And they're like, 
oh shit uh this there's something happening there's something down the line there's a cog there's something that's like really messing up my brain and so you actually switch them on to a more human moment where they can actually sit back and be like oh this is an experience i like that yeah so it was so much fun to break that line down but it also brought people out of this trance of like okay this is the mundane this is the everyday and it shows them that there's a lot more going on than we want to admit to yeah, absolutely. That's great. You got to you got to test people sometimes. You got to test everybody's kind of abilities almost. Society wants to be fucked with. We're just lucky enough to give that gift when we can. Hey man, I love that. I love that. Cuz like one of the funny stories that I have written down about our work was actually something that you had to deal with. Thank God that you're there sometimes <laughs> because oh man, I literally don't know what to do without you sometimes. But um there was one day where this person came in and they started to ask for money in our store, which is not allowed, unfortunately. Um, and so we do have to stop it. Um, so, you know, Jeremy went to go just say, hey, like, unfortunately, that's not allowed in our store. And he was very, very polite about it. And this man, we know him because he comes in sometimes um, <laughs> to do things like this. That's why we know him, obviously. Oh, um, is he um, the guy that likes to swear at me right away? Who's yes. Who's just like, yes. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's fun being called an asshole before you did anything. You Actually, know? Like, there's multiple people who do that. It's the guy that, yeah, he panhandles. Are we talking about the same guy? Oh. See, a different guy. Isn't that awful? So many wow. people call Jeremy an asshole. Jeremy's fucking awesome. But uh, <laughs> welcome to people at 7 a.m. But no, asshole. guy panhandling. And you told him to go stop. And he, we, like, on our, like, place where you have, like, the lids and the cream and whatnot, um, we also have, like, some shakers of, like, cinnamon and shit. And, like, he just licked all of them and then looked at Jeremy, gave him a big old finger, and then walked out. <laughs> <laughs> and we had to, like, jump out all of, like, the cinnamon and everything and, like, wash the things because, like, he literally, like, looked Jeremy in the eyes, too. Like, it was, like, an act of, like, fuck you. Yeah, it was and, defiance. Like, I think he has father issues, though. Really? Yeah, yeah, because, like, we caught him smoking pot in the bathroom once, and it was just, it was almost too innocent enough to be, like, yeah, maybe you just want to be reprimanded and caught and shown that you are a person and things like that. But I figure that's like shit you pull with your father when you're like in a preteen, pre uh, pubescent age and you're just like, fuck you. I'll get smoke pot in my bathroom if I want to. I'll do what I want. I'm 18. Yep. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. You know, totally. that kind of shit. Totally. That's super interesting. <laughs> See, like, this is why, like, I need Jeremy. He thinks deeper than me for me. I'm like, crazy ass licking my fucking shakers, get out my store. And then Jeremy's actually like, wow, like, human being, like, father issues. Like, let's think. And I'm like, yeah, get yeah, out. Like, like <laughs> he definitely has a Oedipus complex and things like that. Wow. <laughs> yeah, that's, I mean, that's fair enough. Yeah, because also you mentioned it in your um, spiel there. I literally just have written down. <laughs> I don't want to make it not that he's ever going to fucking listen to this because he just won't. But I just have angry croissant man written down. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know angry croissant. Oh, Jeremy man. knows angry croissant man so well. I put that down for the fact that this ties into everything we're talking about. Okay. We pull like a couple pastries a day because like, you know, like what's the need to have like 800 croissants in a if day? If they don't sell, they get tossed they out. They get thrown away and Which that's a waste. Jeremy a sad panda. Yeah. Amen. Amen. It makes me really sad too. Every time we have to throw out something that's like big, I literally like make a noise as I throw it out. I literally close my eyes and just go and like throw it in the garbage because I feel so bad. And so like, um, 
Angry Croissant Man, that's his name now, um, <laughs> he tries to order about 10 croissants a day when we always only have about two. And he only comes in about once a week, too. So we can't even, like, you know, like, think about this. We can't be like, oh, Angry Croissant Man co- might come in. So maybe let's, like, get extra croissants or something. Like, we literally just never know when he's going to come in because it's, like, very, like, spur of the moment. And he'll try to order, like, ten croissants. And when we don't have them, which we never do, he will proceed to ream out the closest person, call them a dumbass, a bitch, a every word under the sun that you can possibly think of that's not friend. <laughs> and... Yeah. It's usually about 8 a.m. around this time as well. Yeah, he played me of uh, thievery the uh, uh, yeah, I months about ago that. because um, I went and I re- refunded him because we didn't have enough croissants, so I refunded his croissant. Then the next day he came back and he's just like, well, in my app, I'm missing this money and everything, and he couldn't like quite track it, and it was put on there in a different sort of way as... Um, it actually showed up as a reload as if he had just put a couple of bucks on his card, and yeah, so he proceeded to call me a thief. Uh, he's just like, and called me directly out. And he's just like, well, what is this? What's going on? You took my money, blah, 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 blah. And I'm just like, dude, I have no reason to take your precious money and shit like that. Because I mean, like, honestly. Uh, I work there. Why would I take your money? I can get stuff for free. Oh, yeah. Well, and another thing, too, is like. I'm not really hung up in this whole monetary system bullshit. I'm if like, anyone was gonna steal, like the last person it would ever be is Jeremy. Like trust, like like I don't want your shit. I don't want your money. I don't care where you get it from. I don't. I don't. I don't care what your job is. And the fact is, is I don't gain anything from like what three dollars and ten cents for like a croissant. Like Woo. that's not what I'm about. Yeah, like, absolutely. Like money is like secondary to everything else even like 10th to everything else because there's a lot more important things than stupid numbers amen to that amen yeah it's ridiculous (laughs) so another thing that i wanted to bring up about our uh, coffee shop that I was just about to name, but I'm not going to. Of course. Um, I keep wanting to name it because I talk about it like every day. And like, <laughs> I'm always like, oh, like I'm going to like blank. I'm going to work at blank. So like, I just keep wanting to say it. I'm it's being, a part of life. It's a part of life. I'm trying really hard not to. Um, <laughs> but at our coffee shop, a problem that we have that like, I really wanted to bring up with you is like drug Drugs. use. Yeah, you knew that I was going to fucking say that, Jeremy. Of course. Yeah. Because I am a trained uh, psych crisis counselor. And that's another thing that I wanted to bring up because, dude, like that when you first told me that, I think I was like a week into because I left my job and I, I can say where I went. I went to HMV and fucking hated it because it's not a corporation anymore. And that lady then, gave you nice earrings, though. Yeah. Some lady gave me nice earrings. I'll definitely <laughs> tell that story. I don't know if I've told it um, on my podcast, but I'll definitely tell it. But like that was pretty much my only good HMV experience was a lady gave me earrings but it fucking sucked and then we got a new manager at the store we work and he offered me my job back and I was like please so I took it back and now we good have a new Melbourne. manager after that so it's been a long line Melvin like, the old yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not to be ageist here to, but oh I've talked about ageism on Connor Christmas's show if you want to go listen to that I'm ageist <laughs> as shit it's fine <laughs> it's fine um yeah no we had a very old manager he was he was interesting but now we have a new one she's okay she's great she's chilling she's cool we live in so like it is what it is but um you know I like, like the wink. <laughs> you know like um 
at our corporation, at our place of work, there is a lot of problems with drugs. And the one thing that really made me interested in you when we first kind of started like getting to know each other beyond just where we work was that you had shared with me that you have experience in like drug training. And like what my first question to you is like, what made you want to get into that? Why? Uh, actually, this is because uh, it scares is, a lot of people. It, it totally does, and this is actually on a resume of mine too that I sent in when I was just like, "Hey, I want to get into this psych crisis thing, yeah. and how do I do this?" Um, way back when I was younger, and I was starting to experiment with uh, different types of drugs. I mean, of course, naturally, I started with pot because that's what we all start with. Mm-hmm. And then uh, when I moved on to mushrooms, I started to really notice something in the way the trips were kind of developing. Uh, my very first trip, I, I remember sitting around a campfire and just like almost laughing my ass off at first. And then I started looking into the flames and I really started to like, it was almost like life was just spelling itself out for me. And I was, and like, I, could, I was just staring into the fire for hours and like, I just felt like, something was completely clicking and I was just understanding things and then when I started to do mushrooms with other friends and everything like that I we would go into um you know people would get into like certain ideas or thoughts or patterns and I was always able to kind of like kind of play them through them where you know we'd either make light of the situation or we'd talk more about it I'd ask questions and suddenly people were revealing so much more about themselves than I could ever really actually believe. Um, and then I started to really kind of play with uh, certain things. I was out with a group of people and we we're just hanging around uh, some, you know, wild parks and everything. And suddenly I started to notice that when I moved forward, um, there's people about 20 paces back from us. Whenever I started to walk forward, they were starting to follow and uh so i told the person that i was with us and because we were all with each other as a big group and i was like check out this game i have a magnet in my back whenever i walk they will follow and i started to kind of play this little like energy manipulation game i started to see that they were following every single time and the guy was just like how are you doing that i'm like oh it's simple i'm just having fun and that was kind of what it was it was just such an innocent play but is really I found it really astounding that I could dive into like the perspective of somebody else and kind of play with that. Yeah. Uh, from there, I was just like, okay, well, I've had my number of trips with people, and then I've had solo trips where I've learned a lot more about myself than I was like really thinking I was going to. Uh, whether it be to face certain fears, or if it was just to you know just see how I was reacting or what my thought pattern was. And after that, I was starting to really get a good sense of how to read energy and how to read the people around me and um, and to actually physically and mentally and spiritually connect myself with um, this thing that uh, this foreign object that was in my body that I was responding to. Um, one of the deepest um, realizations I ever had was I was at a festival and I was waiting for my friends uh, to get ready for the night. And I had partaken in some psilocybin and I was sitting there and I was like, okay, well, I have some time. So maybe I should just breathe into this and kind of figure out things from there. So I sat down, I literally breathed and I, and I took in the idea of, I'm like, I'm putting this completely separate entity into my body and I'm saying, hey, let's play. And so in order to do that, I was like, well, if I breathe and I 
get this calmness in my body that when this integrates, we're going to have a really fun, beautiful time. And that's what happened with the night. Um, after having so many times with people where they were revealing a lot of deep things within themselves or they were coming to a lot of like realizations, I found I was so interested in finding out what these realizations were and what was it that was, you know, helping them uh, display their patterns, display who they really were. I got really interested in it and I got really interested in what happens when you do get lost, what happens when the world distorts, what happens when everything that you thought was, is, but isn't, but is. Like, it's all over the place. And then I really started to see the connectivity of everything within each other and how it kind of flowed and how it played with your perspective. Um, from there, I was just so freaking interested in it. I was like, okay, what is really going on behind this? I need to know more. So I reached out and I was just like, okay, well, I know that they do like a sanctuary thing at uh, a lot of these festivals. How so you had seen those at festivals before? That was what it was? Kind uh, of? Well, I like besides what you just said, like you, you already knew they existed. Yeah. Well, when I started going to festivals for the first time, it was definitely like one of those, like you really break yourself out of your, uh, your mold. Cause you're, you're, you go in as an observer, you start observing what's going on and then you partake and then you become the explorer. And then, you know, there's the gestation period afterwards where you're like, okay, well, what happened last night? What happened with this and what were your feelings towards that? And you start to like, you know, you start to learn so much more about yourself. Um, I was aware that there was a sanctuary space for when people have bad trips. And I was like, okay, well, how do we aid in these bad trips? And what is going on with these people that they're getting into these specific trips? And a lot of things um, when we we're doing our training came up was like uh, people feeling like they had died. Uh, people uh just like having this sense that everything was the way it was supposed to be and it was playing out as if like a play or something like that wow. and it was really interesting to see the difference between you know the the singular person as well as the group mentality and how those energies were playing with each other and forming and everything like that so and I already knew that I could get a, a buddy out of a bad trip. I could help talk a buddy through something that maybe they needed to express or get out. And from there, I just wanted to know more. Wow. That is so fascinating. Because, yeah, I, I honestly thought that it was so interesting. Because, yeah, like I said before, so many people are so scared of that. And the stigma of drug use is so intense and like I have a very like strong opinion on it because I do I come from a family of addiction and I come from a family of some real fucked up shit um but there, there's a difference between you know like really ruining your life because like the thing is it's like because I notice I'm, I'm very sensitive to these things now because of you because of course like I, I don't partake in many things I mean like I really just don't um and that's that's honest that's the honest truth I'm not just saying that for the podcast um and and that's because I've had bad experiences and and you know like friends and family and just all that but that's because mm -hmm. we were not being careful and there's a very 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 big difference between not being careful and being careful and being safe in your drug use because I think that drug use is okay I and I think that no matter what people are going to do it I just think it's a matter of being safe and that that's a big like thing 
because like when I was in school, which was not that long ago, like literally I've only been graduated for almost three years now. Um, but when I was in grade 10, we did like calm, which is basically like health. And I literally remember watching things about weed. Calm should really just be called bullshit you don't need to hear. Yeah, it's true. Straight up. I bet so many people are going to be like, yeah, I relate to that. Because Yeah, that seriously. cop that came in, uh, rather than tell me that drugs are bad, he could have been like, you know what? This is beneficial for and you know where you're gonna get trapped or you know how to uh, get out of this type of hangover or fuck here's your taxes this is how you do them literally but instead no they like i remember watching videos being like if you do a weed you're gonna like die like a weed like if you do a weed (laughs) like and that's the thing so i've actually learned a lot from just being your friend and also because like (laughs) i again like i said like i only have these like bad like ideologies on them and like when i think about drugs i think about like my friends fucking dying at like some kind of rave downtown and like that scares the living shit out of me oh no doubt of course but that's again also because scary sides to it too there's a darker side to all this stuff but there is it's like i said like you were almost that defining factor and there's such a big difference between you know like unsafe drug use and safe drug use because like the two things that always like blow my fucking mind i already forget what the first one is so i'll come back (laughs) to it (laughs) but the second one you guys the second one is that um we have a music festival here in calgary and again i'm i'm not a raver i don't rave no tea no shade i just personally have i've tried i've tried so fucking hard i just can't get into it all my friends rave i wish that i could because i feel very left out lots but like it's fine (laughs) um but like i don't fear the fomo it doesn't actually exist that's just you telling yourself that you need to be somewhere where you don't this is why i need jeremy (laughs) but anyway (laughs) um yeah i like like all my friends rave and stuff and there there's a big rave here it's like a summer festival and it's called chasing it's called chasing summer yeah Yeah, it's a summer festival it's called chasing summer and the one thing that like chasing summer has always had too many overdoses because they do not have a sanctuary they do not have anything whatsoever they don't have a medical staff that fucking cares yeah they don't they literally don't and they don't one of the things i was going to bring up is that they stopped allowing as of last year uh testing kits in because Uh. my biggest thing and again i'm not a drug user like i'm somebody that doesn't use drugs and i'm telling you that like the people with testing kits are the same people that if they see that if there's something bad in their drugs they're gonna throw it away they're not gonna put those in their body they're not gonna do it because that's unsafe like testing kits are literally so that people can have safe drug use because like i said no matter what you fucking do people are going to use drugs and this year at folk festival calgary folk festival i was very very happy to see that they had noxalone kits and i was stoked on that yeah completely because even though it's a backpack right now right exactly (laughs) because you should have one and um even though like that festival is like folk fest you know like i don't think people are gonna be doing too much crazy things like there is a chance and i was putting on sunscreen because they have sunscreen there and like a bitch is white as shit so i was putting sunscreen (laughs) on and they were like like I saw the Noxone kit there and um, a lady had a child and she was also using like a Band-Aid or sunscreen just something very basic. And she was saying to the staff there, she was like, oh, that's weird that you have that and like was very like stigmatized by it. And the people were like, yeah, well, of course, it's for just in case. And like I was standing there, I was putting my sunscreen on. I said, I'm glad that you have that. And then the lady chimed back in and she said, oh, well, like, I hope you don't have to use that. And the staff said, yeah, us too. Well, like, what course. the fuck do you expect? And like. You have also told me, like, going back to the fact that you carry one with you at all times. Again, like, I'm not a drug user, but I feel like I now should because I was actually on a photo shoot. Like, yeah, this was literally this week. Like, this was, like, right now. I was on a photo shoot downtown with a friend, and, um, 
we were just taking photos and whatnot and we looked down literally like the distance of jeremy and i if you're watching this video like across the fucking table and we looked down oh hello we're touching each other <laughs> and um i looked down and there was a man and he was like passed out and at first i really didn't know what to do and i'm gonna be honest with you i was like i caramba like let's go like i don't know and the the friend that i was with he literally was like let's call 911 and i'm not used to doing that and so we called 911 by we i mean he i stood there and there, there was a passerby and he was telling me to uh like keep him there so i was like help is on the way help is on the way and like i just kept trying to talk to this guy and he was not responding he was literally fucking blue and then he started like crying and i could hear him and like my, my friend was you on the phone totally right to um to be yeah to try I, to see, wake him up i didn't to know i get her any response it was that literally is... just because of a passerby it was not because of me i didn't know what to do and so like my friend that was on the phone uh, was but like you did because you started trying to get his attention well, which I, is enough you did something it's true i mean i can't say that i just stood there but I, I definitely was being helped by the people around me but my friend was on 911 and we asked what he was on because they asked and we asked the guy and his friend was there and his friend was just bawling and just being like hang in there buddy hang in there buddy and so we asked his friend we said what are you on and he said heroin we're both on heroin so we told like the dispatcher that like it was heroin they were there right away they literally had to like you know like bring him back and like i was standing there and i was so fucking scared and like one of the things that his friend screamed before we called 911 is does anyone have a noxalone kit and i was like no i fucking don't and like that was one of the things that was the first thing that they used on him and then they gave him like like i think it's like the breath of life or like whatever the fuck that is like they yeah. literally like, pumped that shit into him and like when i watched him sit up and like all of his color came back like it was like i, I could breathe too because i was oh, no so doubt. scared that i was literally gonna see a dead body that day and like again i had no idea what to do i was there because i'm vain and was getting fucking pictures taken and there's this man like dying on the fucking sidewalk and it was so intense and like the moral of that entire story is first of all that was literally this week so this stuff happens literally no matter what and second of all is if i had an oxalone kit it might have been a tiny bit easier might have been a little bit quicker just because like like it like i was there you know well and that's one thing that uh for our little special place that we work at i've been trying to um a while ago, I was really trying to stress that we need to actually learn how to use these kits as well as what to do in these emergencies. Because a coworker of ours, on one of his first shifts, he actually found somebody ODing in our bathroom, and he didn't know Which what to do about it. Which happens quite frequently, just so you know, because we, we have a we have a mm -hmm. bathroom that's uh, it, it's it's far away enough from the till that you uh you don't know what's going on down there. Yes, we have video cameras, but obviously not in the actual bathrooms because that's fucking creepy right um so like we we can see what's happening but only in the hallway so i mean if somebody od'd in the bathroom like unless we like notice that someone went there it's it's pretty hard to tell you know yeah well and another thing that's really big on this thing is like the actual dialogue and conversation about what's actually going on is not being had um one of my favorite um there's a emergency team they, they actually work a lot of the festivals and they are so fantastic but the thing that really sets them apart from anybody else is they are definitely like there's no guilt there's no judgment or anything when people go into them to check on anything they are 100 percent as genuine and as kind and as friendly and they help people through these things and these are the type of ems and the type of teams that we need to run these festivals such as as you're mentioning chasing summer where there's a lot of like bullshit that goes down and no one knows what to do about it or everyone has such an opinion about it that it really skews actually helping a human being and knowing that yeah we're 
people are going to try these things. They're going to push these boundaries. They're going to open up doors of perception that are actually very potent and healthy to open up. Um, but as much as we keep a stigmatism on them in our society, we're not actually going to get anywhere or learn anything or even know how to be like, okay, well, I use this for this. I've learned my lesson. I'm good. Now I can move on to what's next mm -hmm. in life. And a lot of people that have actually done a fair bit of psychedelics, at least this is my experience and friends of mine and things like that. Um, after a while, they're, they're done doing the drugs and they're actually just enjoying the life for what it is. And they're starting to find the, the interest in uh, sobriety and what that can present and, you know, different ways to do that. Uh, one of the ways that I personally uh, like to play with my perception and brain things is I do a lot of theater. I do improvisation. I play with uh, masks and all these techniques that have been brought down through all sorts of storytelling, different generations, different cultures. And it's all these ways to actually just change your perception enough that you start to actually understand everything that's going on around you to the point where you can actually start to read into the signs and see that the universe is giving you more gifts than you've ever really known and you are creating your own reality. I love that. That is so cool. <laughs> and yeah, going going into that acting thing briefly, um, I wanted to say that if, if you do want to encounter Jeremy throughout the city, you can find him at Loose Moose, which is such a fucking cool place. Uh, do you want to just give like a brief synopsis about like what Loose Moose does? Yeah, well, Loose Moose is kind of the, it's a very hidden treasure in Calgary. Uh, you will know a lot of their performers. They're all over the place. If you've ever seen Kim's Convenience, one of my teachers, he's a star we on that We love show. Andrew Fung. We love him, baby. He gives me shoes. Like, yeah, he gives him I some fucking him. fly kicks. He <laughs> it gives me words of advice. He's one of the reasons why I started performing in the first place. Shout out Andrew Fung. We love you, man. Right? All the love to Andrew Fung. And like, you know, the FUBAR movies, they came from uh, Loose Moose. And, but like, in general, we actually um, sat down with Emily's parents tonight and one of the main focuses was um, one of my teachers, Keith Johnstone, who is like this guru of improvisation and on life. Because yeah. a lot that I do there. He taught I, my mom like everything. Right. It taught me everything. <laughs> and what we take from the stage there, we can actually put into real life. Um, and then other things like I do stilt walking and things like that, which gives me a different perspective. Because when you're 10 feet tall and you're walking around for a while and then you come back down and then you go back up and you come back down, your like your perception changes. And these are things that actually stimulate your brain and cause you to think in different ways and be a little bit more open to things because, you know, positivity actually goes quite a long way. Amen to that. <laughs> Seriously. And no, I, I get what you mean. Performing helps with all of that so like it's it's important and yeah no um jeremy does still walking with green fools which is really really cool yeah um yeah Very he's neat. all around the city you can either see him on stage or work in the bar at loose moose if you go um yeah sometimes i'm the sound operator sometimes i'm backstage i'm performing uh recently i got to be um beaker heads uh yeah mascot i got yeah, to be the he's on the front for... he's the astronaut you guys he's the fucking astronaut <laughs> jeremy's a jack of all trades which is sick as fuck but uh yeah Jared no of all trades 
<laughs> Jerry of all trades. Hey, Yes, he is. So, yeah, you can honestly see him all over the city, whether that's the front of Beakerhead, whether that's uh, at the bar at Loose Moose, whether that's on stage at Loose Moose, whether that's backstage at Loose Moose, um, at Green Fools. You can see him 10 feet tall as a stilt walker. Um, the one promo that I have for you coming up is on October the 26th. You guys at uh, Loose Moose, you were having a Halloween theater sports. That is correct. And we are excited about it. So it's team on team. Um Live improvise like everything's improvised. It is so funny. Like literally, go to the bathroom before you go because you will piss yourself. Like I've been going to Loose Moose <laughs> since I was fifteen, and like go watch live theater. It is so important, you guys. Live theater is where it's fucking at. These people work their asses off. They make some hilarious stuff that like you can't see anywhere else because it's happening right there in the moment in front of you. Right, and that's what it's all about. It's really like, I mean, if we're gonna summarize some of what we've been talking about tonight, it's being in the moment. It's about taking care of people that are around you. It's that compassion, right? Absolutely. It's about um, seeing where you fit into the dynamics of things and how you can how you can help people and as well as how you can change yourself because the only thing constant in life is change. So if you're not on that boat, then you really are starting to do the one thing that we shouldn't be doing is stagnating and getting older and we're just forgetting things. Um the mind is a beautiful thing and you know uh here's an interesting little thing for you that i was thinking about the other day is the fact that humans have already obtained immortality we don't really need to look for it anymore we keep getting reborn into these cycles and we keep doing these things we're already immortal so we might as well make the best of it and we live in a utopia it's just that no one knows about it You guys, I feel like in this, like, literally, like, 30 to 45 (laughs) minutes, you have absolutely been able to understand why I have Jeremy in my life. He keeps me so level-headed when my ego gets the best of me and just this everything. He's a very good person. So I think everybody needs a little Jeremy in their life. Well, I love what you're doing with your life. You're you're taking things (laughs) to uh, the evolutionary step of pushing forward asking the questions, talking about the dialogue, bringing out what is truth and your truth, uh, the vulnerability that you're presenting to everybody and and like the plateaus that you're peaking and overcoming and leveling out and being like, there is another way to go is very commendable. Uh, it's what's really needed in this day in life is people that lead by example and people that Snap everyone out of this trance. That's all I want to do. So that literally means so much. Thank you. (laughs) Like, seriously, thank you. And thank you for being here. Thank you for sharing your experiences. And I think we're going to have to have you on again just for the fact that, like, Jared and I never run out of things to talk about, you guys. Like, we just don't. So, Oh, please do. Yeah, let me know if you guys want Jeremy back. Let me know what you thought about it. Like, please, like... Yeah, if I'm bullshit, just say, like, fuck off, Jared. Hashtag fuck off, Jared. Hashtag back (laughs) off, Hashtag fuck off, Jared. But, like, no, don't do that. Jeremy's amazing. But, yeah, no, seriously. We love you, and thank you for being here. Thank Um, you. If you want to follow me on my socials, it's at EmilyRipley13 on twitter and instagram and uh ah, i don't even know i have so many things (laughs) i just have a music video out it's on youtube youtube.com slash emily ripley uh facebook 
com slash Emily Ripley Music. Get this I, talent in your life. Yeah, I have an EP out. It's on all streaming services. Get this talent in your life. Please stream my music. I'm very poor. And on that <laughs> note, we'll see you next week. We're going to be back. Hopefully Cameron's going to be back with us. Hashtag pray for Camus. We have so many hashtags I know, nowadays, guys. I think guys. you're pretty rich in a lot of spirit there, so don't uh, don't downplay yourself. Oh, Own that oh, shit. Jeremy, you're too good to me, baby. Okay. Well, we will see you again. Thank you guys for joining us. I hope that you enjoyed this episode of much WTF Emily. Much love. We love you so much. Take care. Be good to yourself. Drink some water. And see you later. <laughs> Bye. Good night. <laughs>